listening to And the Beat Goes On, Dating After Divorce. We are your hosts, Jackie Trammell. That's me. And me, Dion McDonald. Hello, hey, everybody. Everyone. Hi, Dion. It's so good to see you. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. I, you know, I feel like we, we do need to say a little something about the fact that we did not have a New Year's episode, which we had fully intended to do, and we apologize for that. Um, we actually we had did it. Oh my gosh, we recorded what? one. Oh no, we, we did, did record one. It was amazing. You guys believe us when we say it was amazing. It was beautiful. It was spectacular. It was so <laughs> it was good. I was heartbroken. It was, it was the best one ever. I'm just kidding. It was really good though, and it was supposed to come out literally on New Year's Day, right? Wasn't it? Yes. Like New- yes, it was. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it was a glitch. It's no big deal. We're going to re-record it, but we did want you to know that this was not just a mistake on our part. Like we just, we didn't just forget to download an episode. There was one. We just couldn't like, you know, we've had some, we've had some glitchy sound in the past, sound quality in the past. And, you know, I, I feel like we're pretty willing to overlook minor glitches, Right. but this was just the sound quality would not have been it would have been too frustrating for anyone to listen to. So Right. And I feel like we we've are... come so far in our sound quality, right, Jackie? Like I feel like we've come so far. We don't want to go backwards. Exactly. So um anyway, we are sorry that <laughs> this episode hasn't been been dropped yet. But we were we need to re record it because it was such a great topic and a great guest and a great conversation. So we definitely need to do it again. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Hopefully. Oh, a little side note. I didn't even write this down in my uh-huh. announcements. What? Excuse me, but I was just thinking, oh, you know, to our beat heads. And you remember who came up with the term beat heads was my uh, sweet your little, little niece. niece. Yes. Today is her 14th birthday. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. Oh, and yeah. they were so, they were just so instrumental at the beginning and like helping us do our little photo shoot and oh, come up yeah. with beat heads and yeah. 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. she won't be listening to this because she would probably cringe a, a lot, but just a little <laughs> happy birthday energy out there to her. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I love that. Um, so how's the new year for you so far? Ah, you know what? I, I do not want to jinx anything by saying this is going to be our year. This is going to be the best year ever. But honestly, so far, well, except for locking myself on, out of my apartment on oh, New Year's no. Eve. So that was no. like, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, that started my New Year's off with a bang. But thank God for my little locksmith that showed up at 1 a.m. and happily and cheerfully got me back in my apartment. Like, all was well. But other than that, it's actually, I've had a really great few weeks and I'm just okay. feeling very, um, yeah, very optimistic. I just a little short nutshell. I um, had a week off from my job. So we work really hard during the holidays because we're a champagne company and obviously that's when people want our product. Um, but yes. then we get a, but then because we don't take any vacation time during you know, except for Christmas, uh, we get a paid week off in January. So it's nice because it gives us a chance to kind of recoup and, you know, rejuvenate, reset. And it's so funny, Jackie, I think that my word for the year so far is going to be flexibility because (laughs) I had literally, I, I had plan A for my vacation, which turned into plan B, which turned into plan C, which turned into plan D. So 
after all these plans fell apart, I did end up um, spontaneously going on the most amazing road trip down the Oregon coast. Uh, just oh. me. And it reminded me, it kind of took me back uh, to a more carefree time in my life and reminded me of something that really fills my soul, which is solo road tripping. And I haven't done it for a really long time. And it was spectacular. The Oregon coast is gorgeous, like any time of year, but the winter time when there aren't a lot of people around and it's a little stormy, but like in a good way. And I just driving, being able to stop when I want to and like stop for impromptu hikes or like stop at a cool brewery because it looks fun, you know, or stop at a really cool roadside stand. Um, and I just did that for four days and just fun. like drove until I got tired or until it was too dark and I have terrible night vision and then just found a cute town and stayed overnight. So it was so much fun. And I just, again, like it reminded me that I need to do more of these these little things that fill my soul. And that's definitely one of them. So yeah, so, so far Yay. it's been really oh good. Gosh. Yeah, thank you. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm so glad you're your year's off to a good start. It is. And I went back to work this week and I felt again, like I felt like I was reset and I was ready to go and I had all the energy back again. So it was, it was good. So thank you. That's so fun. I was thinking about it today because I had, you know, I work in the education industry. Mm -hmm. And so for that last two weeks of December, there's nothing to do. Our, our customers are all, not that there's, oh. if anyone I work with you, is listening, that's not that there's nothing to do, but I I'm know, sales I got too. So, so my job slows way down. And so I, you know, I did a few things, but for the most part, I really had some downtime mm. during the holidays and I've been back nice. to work um, since, you know, Tuesday of last week, but it just, I jumped right back in and it's been so busy that I don't feel like, like, I feel like, okay, I got that two weeks off, but it feels so long ago. I'm, I'm almost, <laughs> like, I feel like I need more time off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it, so does it get busier like from now through the end of the school year for you? Like, does it just keep getting busy? Yeah. This summer is really our busy time because that's just when schools have, the students aren't there. And so they have yeah. time to, it, that's the crush, crunch time for this industry. So, you know, the, the holidays are actually ideally just a very slow time for our industry, which is great because it gives us that sort of breather, but right. now I feel like, okay, now I'm back in it. And it's, just <laughs> I, I yeah. don't have that same refreshed feeling that I had for a few days at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Oh, so, did you, yeah. did you have a fun new year's though? You just hung out with oh, your friends yeah. Years. Yeah, I saw friends and you know, I have so much family in the area and the holidays we just it was it was a good it was a really good Christmas and New Year holiday and I'm really just grateful for that and mm -hmm. like I said it just feels like it was months ago, not weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I will say that here in Seattle, um feel like we got such terrible weather in December with our snowstorms and ice storms and horrible rain that now it feels almost warm. <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. spring like conditions. It was like warm today. It was weird. But I'm, yeah, I'm I haven't worn a coat the last couple of days. So <laughs> and literally crazy. we had ice storms. I mean, like nationwide people saw our ice storms. It was insane. So yeah. Yes. So I, I'm ready for spring. I don't know. 
I am too, um, but we've got we've got a little time. Let's. Got, I, I don't know. want to get my hopes up I because know, I know I what's know. coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so um, do you have any announcements for us, Jackie? I before I dive do. In? I'm so glad you asked, Dion. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought. <laughs> I do. So I am happy to report that we have finally added our 77th country oh, to our Beathead Nation. I it, It's funny because I started to look uh -huh. at, oh, fun facts about this particular mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to find, this is a big clue, but it was hard to find facts that were more current. So here are the clues I'm going to give you. I think you'll be, don't you'll, stop. be don't, easy don't. for you to guess. No, no, no pressure. Okay. Well, so in addition to being the largest producer of dates, it is home to over 104 million people and is situated on two continents because of a little peninsula that's in there. So that's the modern stuff, but there's a whole lot of historic stuff that we could talk about, but that well, they would all be dead giveaways. Like Egypt was the first thing mm -hmm. that came to mind. That's that it. Right? Oh my yeah, gosh. When you said so dates, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I got it. <laughs> welcome, got Egypt. It welcome, Egypt. I know. I was like, oh, I could play walk. I was like, well, I don't want to be offensive oh. if I do something like walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> but I just, I'm so excited. Like, um, it's a, well, it's a country that's definitely on my bucket list to visit. And, totally. and, oh. and I learned some interesting things like, the pyramids were not built by slaves and oh, okay. they back in ancient Egypt, they had some of the first like organized uh, strikes work, work stoppages when the oh. workers felt like they weren't being treated fairly, they would just stop. Okay. Well, I cool. also learned, <laughs> I also learned that there's a possibility that King Tut's cause of death was <laughs> being murdered by a hippopotamus. <gasps> they are the most dangerous mammals in the world. Did you know yes. that? They are I very did. dangerous. They're, they're more dangerous than like all the cats, the big cats and the bears. I mean, they will kill you. They're like, fast. They will, yeah. They're big, fast little fuckers. They're so, so cute. They are so cute, but don't mess with them. But evidently <laughs> back then it was, it was a great sport to hunt hippopotamuses. Hippopotami. I don't know. Well, then, and, well, then he deserved it. He deserves and it. so it's likely that he enjoyed hunting yeah. and may have okay. just fallen victim to his prey. So anyway, Sweet. it's a theory. I don't know. I thought that I'd throw that out there. I love so that. A couple well, of, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear couple, more facts. couple of other fun things. So, you know, I love new lingo, right? Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> Dating terms? Yeah. So this is the concept of... And, of soft launching. Have you heard of that in terms I of dating have. relationships? It's it's in terms of like, so see if I get this right. It's um like when you're when you're dating someone and you don't want to like fully be out on social media, but you kind of like it's like a social media thing, right? Like you soft launch on social media kind of. You can do it on social media. The okay. way it was the, the the article that I read didn't specifically refer to social media, but I think okay. you're right there. But it's basically letting people know that there is someone special in your life without giving away like their identity. Oh, interesting. Like, it, okay, so you could change your Facebook status to in a relationship, and then like, but don't really 
post pictures of that person or just kind of exactly like or just okay. to say oh you know in, in terms of like a Facebook thing I would I would see it as sort of vague booking and being like oh my special someone and I did this and you know whatever I think of it as more like I think about when parents are like so are you dating anyone are you dating anyone and you go <laughs> yeah. yes but I'm not ready to to share about right. it right, right. so so I think either either it applies in either way, but that's well. That's okay, so I... here's here's a real for me a real world example. Um, one of our beat heads, and I'm not going to out her, um, but I'm sure she'll know who she is. Uh, she, I remember, I don't know, back in the summer, like late summer, early spring, because we're Facebook friends. I would see her posting pictures of herself with this guy, and she would tag him in it, but it was always like. Oh yeah, we're at this concert or we're out to dinner. But it, it was super, like you said, it was vague. Like, and so, but my spidey sense was saying, hold on a second. She hasn't dated anyone for a long time. And like she is a private enough person that I feel like if she's putting this person there, then there's probably a reason. And I didn't ask her, I didn't reach out to her, but sure enough, for New Year, she kind of did this like sweet little post where she listed all the highlights of her year. And it was like, and then in August, I went on my first date with, and she said the guy's name. And so that was kind of the first time she harder-watched it. And it was very sweet. And then she just kind of, and she's not someone, like I said, she's more private. She's not someone who just splashes her stuff all over. So I thought, okay, this must be somewhat serious because she's now actually naming the name as opposed to the soft launch from before. So I thought that was cute. And I think that's how we ease into it, right? So most of us, some people don't, yeah. some people hard launch from the beginning. <laughs> some people just dive right in. It, <laughs> I don't I get that. I feel like when I see people that, that do that, yeah. I actually have one Facebook friend. I don't think that he listens, but if he does, he <laughs> recognize this as being himself. But every time he dates someone new, he suddenly is posting all these pictures of himself yeah. with this new person. And yeah. then pretty soon he's like, he's like talking, gushing about that person. And yes. Then, and then they kind of go away and then, okay, yeah. now a few months later, oh, now he's posting pictures with someone new. Yeah. And not that there's any judgment in that, but I would feel, if that yeah, were me, yeah. I would feel yeah. like, gosh, do I need to explain this to people? Like it just, so I tend to be really, if I'm dating someone, and it takes a long time before. Me and I might, too. I might say things that acknowledge that I'm dating someone, but not be fully out there until I'm completely comfortable. I remember after my divorce, um, you know, he was very much into social media, my, my ex-husband. So he was always posting stuff about with us in there. And I was too. But, you know, when you're married, I think for me, like we came into Facebook together as a couple yes. already. Right. So we were already like out there. So for years we were posting stuff with us. Both of us were. So then when we split up, I was like, Oh, it's going to be a long, long, long time. And I had dated someone for a few months and I was not ready to come out on Facebook at all. And he posted a picture of us on Facebook oh, and didn't ask without me. Without checking was, you? Right. And it was a picture oh. that very clearly we were together. Do you know what I mean? I had a total meltdown. I wasn't angry. It was more like, oh shit, oh shit. Like my friends and family aren't even... Over, you know, like they weren't over the divorce. <laughs> I right. was barely over the divorce, but like 
I think I was over it more than some of my friends and family were. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. They weren't ready to see me with someone new. And I wasn't ready to do that. And I, I remember I was sitting in a parking lot, like in Trader Joe's, and I just happened to look at my Facebook and it was right there. And I fucking lost it. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, take it down. And like, I freaked, I totally freaked out. So I know what you're saying. Like I'm, it takes a long time until I'm ready. And I think besides him, there's only been one other person that I've let myself kind of be seen with, but it's, it takes a while. Like, I feel like unless it's serious. Yeah. You kind of have to be comfortable. Not kind of, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. have to be comfortable Mm -hmm. in the state of the relationship at the time to be willing to put that out there because people start like people salivate over that stuff and it's out of love, right? Like everyone wants you to be happy and, oh my gosh, who's this person? And if you're not ready to, to field all that and answer all those questions, I get that. And I was not, yeah, I was not ready. And yeah, that is exactly. So, okay. What's your next one? So I'm really interested to hear your take on this. There is a (laughs) new dating app and it's getting Uh a ton of criticism which I don't, I, I feel like I don't think I would criticize it because I think people have to know what they're signing up for. It's oh. called Tame, Tame, T-A-M-E. Okay. And what it, what it's intended to do is to alleviate the sort of the fatigue of scrolling and scrolling and matching with 6 million different people and having I mean, all these different conversations. And so yeah. you only get one match at a time. And if you want to unmatch with that person, you have to provide your reason why. Now, it can be as generic as there's drop downs, right? So it can be as generic as no spark or whatever. But if you if you indicate that the person makes huh. you feel unsafe in some way, then the oh. app people will actually investigate it. That, okay, so th- right there, that gives me pause. Because I feel like uh, that could lead to all kinds of erroneous information being thrown out. Like, what if I said something probably, you know, like, let's just say I, I said something that I thought was funny and that person took total offense to it, then they can go report me. And then what? You know what I mean? Like well, that's- I think he, I think they just dig deeper. They just ask some questions. I don't know that they send the police to your house. I just feel like that could be a witch hunt. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking that too seriously. It but be. I'll I'll be honest. I'm really curious. I may just. I mean, I I've check I've it out. Been clear check about it out. This I've been clear about this. I'm not <laughs> looking to online date, but I'm curious about how this app works. So from really just strictly a yeah anthropological a standpoint, anthropological. I kind of want to see what this is all about. So I may hop on there, and if I do, I will report <laughs> back. Please do. I, and I don't mind the whole concept. I think it's actually probably a good concept. Like, you know, see one through until, yeah, you, well, you know, before you move on. That makes sense to me. Well, and the, it what I appreciate about it from what I read, I mean, obviously I haven't been on it. I don't know much about it, but it, you can't just ghost someone or breadcrumb them. You can't just say, <laughs> oh, I'm talking to this other person now. I may come back to you. Like, you have, you know, if the idea is to find a relationship, then, okay, this is your match. So get to know yeah. each other. And if that, if that's not the right mm. match for you, okay. But you can't yeah. just, you can't just ghost. You have to say, this isn't the right match for me. And, and, then, the, and there's nothing wrong with that because there are lots of great people out there 
who would be great for someone else, but you're not feeling it. And there's nothing, there's no shame in that. For real. hundred percent. Does that other person see what you wrote? I have no idea. Cause that would, I would assume, I would assume I mean, that they would get the reason like the no spark or that there was some, you know, no spark or whatever, but yeah. Interesting. But I don't know well, if if you do, because it's it, from what I read, it sounded like it was drop downs and that there were these things that you could choose and maybe you could put more detail, I would imagine, in like a comments field. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how much of that someone would or would not see. But again, if I happen to check it out, I will report back and let you know what I learned. But I thought it was a really I, interesting yeah. concept. I'm not, I'm I not mad too. at the concept. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I think it's interesting. Um, Speaking yeah. of interesting, <laughs> I, read a New York, I read a New York Post article oh my gosh, about an Australian Post. man who had his heart oh. broken. His fiance left him. And he was just. Is really there a punchline? I feel no, like punch no, no, no. This is the story. His fiance left him and he was really heartbroken. He was having a hard time getting over that hurt. Of and course. so he purchased like a well over $2,000 sex oh, no. doll oh, God. that looks like. Look like her? No, just, just okay. I saw pictures okay. in the article. She looks like a doll, but like very tall and lifelike and not like an inflatable thing. Like this is a, I like guess, a dummy? high quality, like yeah, a, kind of like, like a mannequin, like a, but it's like a, a mannequin? Doll. Okay. Yeah. So he was so in love with the sex doll, he introduced her to his mother. Gave Wait, there's a movie. There's a movie. Do you know this is a movie plot? I mean, there's like literally a movie about this. This, but this Lars is a real, a real person. This is a per and so I'm... at first his mom was really skeptical, but then she got on board starting to buy the girlfriend what? What? clothes and what? jewelry and all of that. And then what? eventually he bought her a sister. So now what? he has two. And right after he got the sister, then he met a woman who what? lives in Vietnam. So they're having a long distance relationship. And evidently she's not super fond of the sisters, but they're his relationship when she's not there. Oh my God. Oh my God. How am I supposed to feel about this? Because I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable reading it. I was like, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Good for him. You know what? God bless America. Well, or Australia. Do no. you? <laughs> Do you? No. Do do the sisters. Do right. the sisters. And like, why not? Why not have fun? If it helps him attach to something else and get over something that was hurting his heart, and now he has a, a real woman in his life too. He just has the sisters and a real woman. I mean, I guess yes, I agree with you. Like, if you're not hurting anyone else, if you're not hurting yourself, then do what you want to do. I think I'm just uncomfortable that there was an entire article written about it. Well, yes, yes, there was. I, I don't and know. My, just, my wow. last, okay. my last okay. something comes also from the New York Post, and there's oh, a dating well, expert who claimed, and I thought this was interesting because we did a whole episode about this. But this dating mm. expert is a male dating expert, and he says that women who have male friends are not relationship material. And that women who have male friends do it because they like the validation that they get from their male friends and that they always have one foot out the door. 
I just wanted to get your take on that because it's been a while since we broached the subject of can men and women be friends? The, the whole feel of this article was that this guy and his supporters say absolutely not. I, uh, I, I, you know what? I think that he's taking too hard of a line on this by saying they are not relationship material. First of all, that, that rubs me the wrong way hearing some dude say this woman isn't relationship material. Okay. Like, fuck you. That is your opinion. Um, I don't like that. However, I, there's a part of what he's saying that actually resonates. Um, okay. I'm not saying that, that women shouldn't have male friends. I, I feel like I have male friends. I mean, the guys in the band are my friends and most of them are married. They're all married or in relationships. So it depends on the kind of friendship, right? But I guess the part that resonates is because you and I talked about the fact that most men, especially single men, don't stay friends with a woman unless they're hoping to sleep with her. Like we, that kind of came out of, I mean, that's what most of the right. research says, right? So there yeah. is a sense where if I have a lot of male friends, I can see that, yes, probably, it, and I'm not, like, I don't want to date them, but I still keep them around. Probably part of that is me getting validation from them. Does that mean I'm not relationship material? No, but I can see, I can see that piece of it is my point, just based on what we had talked about before. I, but I, I don't, I don't disagree with you, although I'm not sure that I a hundred percent, I guess, I guess there's a point there where if you're, if I'm like, I'm a single woman, I am not in a relationship. I have right. male friends. Sometimes. Are they married? I, are they married male friends? Are they single? Are any of them single? Or are they all married? A mix. It's a mix. But I feel like if I got into a relationship and those friendships became a problem within my relationship, then I would want to address that with my partner. But right, I don't know that having like I'm like I don't know why me having male friends as a single woman would be a deterrent to me being relationship material. And that's why I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. strong line. I think that's just kind of a big generalization that shouldn't be out there. Um, so I, I, I reject that piece of it. I don't think that your relation material, whether or not you have male friends or like that does, that shouldn't have anything to do with it. I think that that is, like I said, too hard of a line, but I do see the whole, like, if you have a woman with tons of male friends, and she's with, she has another, she has a boyfriend or a partner or she's married. Like, okay, why are you keeping all these other guys around? Like, are right. they just friends? Especially if they don't have any other female friends. Like if a woman just has male friends, then I'd be like, eh. but I think it's all of it. Everything he said is such a generalization and that's not fair because there's so much gray area in there. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's I, I thought that was interesting. Anyway, mm -hmm. there was probably just yeah. a ton more. I just picked out a few highlights <laughs> to share. Cool. And, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And then now, Dion, what, yeah. what, what, should, what should we talk about uh, today? Any any thoughts? Any, you know. any ideas? <laughs> We've touched on it a little bit, but um, I have actually been doing a ton of thinking, which as I do, I don't know, there's something about this time of the year. Every year I start to think about, all right, we have a new year here upon us. Um, we have a chance to make a fresh start. And what does that mean? So 
because we are a relationship podcast, a dating podcast, I started thinking about the new year in the sense of dating or relationships. And what does that mean to us? Um, and just out of the gate, I need to let you and our listeners know that I am not a fan of the word resolution. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that your sister, Amber, that we had on here, I think she just posted something on Facebook at, along these same lines where she said she doesn't she did, like the word yeah. resolutions. And I was like, right on, sister. And her argument was exactly mine, which is using the word resolution, I think, sets you up for failure. Now, if you are a big fan of New Year's resolutions or any kind of resolutions, like good for you. It just doesn't work for me personally, because I feel like if I say to myself, these are the things that I will do this year or I will not do. Um, I feel like for me personally, it it just kind of gives the it it puts too many unrealistic expectations out there. So when we're talking about the new year, if I use the word resolution, it's not because it's my favorite word. It's just because it's out there a lot. And so take it for what it's worth. It's just um, but the yeah, common vernacular, right? It's, it's that common, right? So usually what I do is when people say, oh, what are your resolutions? I say, you know, it's I don't make resolutions. What I like to do instead is kind of look back on my past year and say, okay, what worked for me last year? What do I want more of? And what didn't work? And what do I want to let go of in this new year? Now, does that mean that I'm always going to do that? No. But at least it gives me somewhat of a path to follow as I look into the year ahead. And um, yeah, so I just was thinking about that, about like how that looks within the dating world and the, and the relationship world and thinking about some well, things, you know, that I've been looking at. Go ahead. Let, let me just chime in on that because like yeah, you, the word please. resolution, I think, is outdated. And I think that mm. that it, it it applies a certain amount of pressure on us. Um, exactly. So when, it's a when show. I, <laughs> when I look at the start of every new year and think, you know, what do I want to accomplish within this year? I really just set goals for myself rather mm-hmm. than create mm-hmm. a resolution that's this somewhat self-loathing kind of. Exactly. I don't know. I there's just feels like there's a negativity around that word resolution. But so I just look at it as goals. What do I want to accomplish this year? And then I take it from there and I, I make my plans accordingly. No, I love that. And like when you're talking, I just keep thinking of my hatred for the word should, because that's exactly where I go with it. Like, here's a resolution. You should lose weight. You shouldn't drink as much as you do. Okay. No, that one might be Did you say that? Because oh. I just took a sip of my drink. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking that about me, but okay. <laughs> um, okay. So having said all that about the resolutions... I did find an interesting article that I kind of wanted to just bring up and just throw some things out there for all of y'all who are single, um, who are dating, who are, you know, maybe looking for relationships. And I thought this was kind of interesting, Um, just an interesting way of looking at a new year, because I think, you know, sometimes when you're out there in the in the world of (laughs) singledom, it can get frustrating. And so, you know, coming into this new year no, with this no, fresh perspective. It's just all fucking rainbows and unicorns. Oh. So let me throw these out to you, Jackie, and just see what you think about and they and they this is an article on your tango, which we've cited before. Um, and they do call these resolutions, but 
you know, we can, we can call them whatever we want, but it's, you know, for those who are single starting a new year, here are some goals. Tell me what you think. So I will stop searching for someone everywhere I go. And I think what they mean by that is, you know, some of us who are single, who have been single maybe for a long time, it's like everywhere we go, everything we do is focused on like looking for that person. Oh, is he going to be here? Is this, am I going to meet this person here? Or you meet, you see a single person and you go, oh my God, I wonder if that's the, like, is that the one? Is he the one? Yeah. Right. So this, this article is like, okay. If you are spending more time (laughs) looking for potential partners than just literally enjoying yourself, just stop it. Just stop it. (laughs) Well, and what's interesting about that, I had a conversation, literally my, my, I don't know what day it is. I don't know if this conversation was yesterday or today, (laughs) I I I talking to a friend of mine about this very topic. And kind of where I am sort of emotionally around this idea of dating, because Mm. I'm not doing anything like online or anything like that. And I haven't been dating. I mean, it's been, oh my gosh, several months since I've been been with anybody. And, and I find that when I sit back and I look at my current state of things, I'm like, I'm not even really (laughs) trying, right? Like I'm not even trying, but trying is trying like it's it's exhausting and it's so I feel like I'm at that place now where it's not top of mind for me and the one thing that I'm struggling with in being in this place of not always being hopeful not that's the wrong word no I know what you're saying like looking when you get somewhere yeah when when you're not looking right and when you kind of put it on the back burner and you're not thinking about it What I'm finding is that I tend to slip into a more pessimistic attitude about it in general, which we know from all of our talks about different things, like what you put out there and the energy that you give things. (laughs) It's not good. So, so when it comes to what you were just talking about, to stop searching or stop looking, there's a balancing act because if you truly give up on the search on the looking, it's so easy to slide down a slope into a very negative place, which is not going to help you either. So there's a tightrope huh. that, that I feel like you have to, that I have to walk. I don't want to say, speak for anybody else, but I feel like I have to walk a tightrope of not looking, not expecting, but also not giving up hope. And that is a really fine line. That's that's an interesting take that I hadn't even thought about. And I, and I feel like this article is really saying like when you're doing something, when you're out with your girlfriends, when you're like out to dinner, when you're on a walk, just be there doing that, enjoying that, being your best self, living your best life in that moment. And I think by doing that, you just can't help but be in a good space in a positive space. And I feel like you do that really well. Like you have so much going on in your life and you're always kind of, you know, you're, you have a lot of friends, you have a lot of activities. And so I'm not going to speak to your sense of hopefulness or hopelessness, but I feel like you are always trying to live your best life. And so does that mean that you are um, like, how do I put it? So you're not specifically looking, but you're still ready in a sense. Like if you did meet someone, like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're still 
enjoying yourself enough to be in a positive space. First of all, thank you, because I appreciate that 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 is how you see me. That's where I strive to be. But what I will say, and maybe it's because it was just the holidays, and that's a really hard time to always be single at the holidays. But I find that when I am, it gets hard sometimes not to slip into the negative. That's all I'm saying. Like, okay. it is a balancing act. That. It is a balancing act okay. between not looking and okay and and remaining optimistic and hopeful. Yeah, maybe that, that's just totally. maybe that's just a me thing. Maybe that's just a <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> all right. And maybe just because you are, you do tend to be so optimistic when it comes to relationships. So it's almost like a all or nothing for you, maybe. And I'm optimistic when it comes to anything, but yes, relationships are no exception. I would be really curious to hear though, back from you beat heads, what, what you think, like, does, do you have an easier time with balancing that not looking with maintaining optimism? And if so, can, can I get some pointers from y'all on how you <laughs> I would really right. appreciate that. So, so here's, here's one that may help you out. I don't know. Here's another thought. So Having said that, like having said not looking, also, I will say yes more. Now, I think this is, I feel like this is a really key point. Um, and I've done this before in, in my past is they're basically like this idea of if you do meet someone, whether it's online dating or whether it's just organically, who doesn't necessarily check off all the boxes that you think should be checked off, try saying yes. Just try saying like, you know what? I don't I don't think I'm feeling chemistry with this person, but like, why not? Why not just give it a try? Um, and I love this point they made. They said, you know, oftentimes we're maybe subconsciously looking for someone who checks off all the boxes that our ex did. And then they're like, but they're your ex for a reason. So maybe that's not such a great gauge. They are not wrong there. They so wrong that's, there. that's not that, not that I'm looking, not that I am looking for replacement for an X, but they're not wrong that the person, people are an X for a reason. Right. So their whole thing is like, you may meet someone who does not fit what you think of as like your ideal, but try saying yes, just try giving it a, sh- a chance and who knows what may happen. Um, I wrote how that, about so this one? I doodle what? as we talk. I doodle as we talk because it helps me focus and whatever. And I wrote that down. I will say yes more. It's it's here. It's been Aww. bubble clouded. Like, like okay. <laughs> Try that, your... Jackie. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. But this is one that speaks to my soul deep within my soul. Ready? I will let go of the past. Once and for all. <laughs> How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> okay. I, so some of this. Once well, and for all? You know, that's that's a big one. Obviously, obviously, that's a very hard line. I don't think that that is possible. I don't think it's realistic. But for, okay, for me personally, I came to the end of this year. And maybe this is the reason why I'm feeling really optimistic right now and why I'm feeling really good. But I came to the end of this year, and as you and probably every person who's been listening to this knows, I've been in an on again, off again for years. And I just got to the point where I'm like, 
I love this person. This person clearly isn't my person. We've been through enough that there's nowhere else to go. I have to let this go. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean I have to let go of the love I have for him because I always, always will love him because he's important to me. He's a good person and he's one of my best friends. And, you know, and I think that's the heart been the hardest part is like letting go of the friendship. But at some point, I hope that we can get back to being friends. And maybe right now is not that point. Um, but, you know, so once and for all, I get that that seems impossible. But I have actually done some very specific kind of healing exercises for myself to kind of enter this new year in a, in a different space. Because as you said, the holidays were rough. I mean, it's hard when I spent the last, I mean, how many years doing holidays with him and his family? And then this year I did not. And it was kind of sucky. Um, but it was necessary. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, wash my hands of that. I mean, I'm being facetious, but you know, I was like, okay, I went through that. It was rough. I didn't handle it so well a lot of the time, but now I am moving into this new year and this new space. Um, they talk about, you know, do, do whatever you need to do to get closure. Uh, whether it's writing a letter to that person, which I did not do. Um, but I did some other things that kind of just like, I journaled a lot. I journaled a lot about what wasn't right about the relationships. I think sometimes we tend to idealize the relationships instead of remembering really why we are not together. Um, and, um, I don't know. I, I feel I went on that road trip. I did a ton of thinking and processing about what I want for my life and what I want from relationships. And, I feel in my heart that I'm in a much better space. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows how I'll feel in a week or two, but right now I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling good. Honestly, mm. that, that's important. And I, what, what resonates with me in everything that you just said is the idea of closure. And we've talked about that in several different episodes where we've had this in the past. But I will say the last couple of relationships that have ended for me, the closure piece of it has been so important in helping me move on right or move yeah. forward move forward um, move forward right so i'm a hundred percent a fan of that concept of letting go of the past in terms of achieving closure what i prefer though personally and just maybe this is me being devil's advocate is instead of letting go of the past get the closure but embrace the past because the past is what brought us to where we are today this i am who i am today because of every fucking thing that I have been right. through until I got right. to here. So I don't want to necessarily let go of that. Do I want to get closure and move forward? Yes. But for me, I I would rather embrace it and go, you know what? Thank God those things happened. I would love to get right. to a place. I'm not there right at this moment. But maybe that's one of my goals for this year is to get to there a you place go. where I can go. There you go. The past oh. happened because it happened and it was a part yes. of my journey. And I love that that is part of who I am today. Right. And that is what's going to carry me forward toward achieving my goals. So totally. and if, know, I, if I go in the past once and for all, just feels like you're dishonoring everything that made you who you are. Yeah. And I agree. And I think the past isn't what I want to let go of. It's the, okay. What I want to let go of is the, I, the ideas 
the dreams I had for the relationship that okay. weren't going to happen. And letting go of that relationship, um, not the person, because I love the person, not the past, not the memories and the experiences that we share, because you're right. I don't believe in regrets. I feel like everything that's happened has happened for a reason and it's brought me here and I don't regret where I am, but I'm letting go of the ideals that I had, the um, maybe the projections that I had onto that relationship that weren't fair to him or me. And okay. I think, you know, does that make really, sense? Yeah, no, that's really fair. And that's really reasonable. Um, and I think letting go of those feelings is kind of, in my mind, akin to what we talked about, that word closure, right? If you can still honor the relationship, but but close the door on the hurtful feelings around it, maybe that's what what yeah maybe that's what the author of the article intended that to me i think so and i think just to piggyback on what you were saying about closure mm. and also the feelings is it's a really really important piece of my healing and i hope this speaks to somebody out there because it it was like this total aha moment i realized that one thing i've always done at the end of a relationship in order for me to maintain or to to attain, sorry, closure, I have always <laughs> sought um, accountability. Like okay. it has been huge for me. I, and this is something I've sought. Now, I'm not saying I've, I've gotten it. I'm saying like for me, it's really easy for me to look back and say, oh, these are the things that I did wrong. These were the things this is how we got here because of the things that I did. This is These are my flaws. These are my limitations. And okay. I've always tried at, at the end of really serious relationships to like get the other person to acknowledge like their piece of it and like apologize to me and say, you know, like I always am so willing to be like, oh my God, I love you so much. And I'm so sorry that I did this and this and this and this. And I'm sorry that I hurt you in this way. And for me, that's always been important to get closure so that I can then move on. But then the other piece of it is I've always wanted that from the other person. And it's so frustrating because I'm like, why can't you acknowledge where you were wrong? Why can't you apologize to me for these things? And so that's where I've hung on to the hurt. And I found myself doing that again in the last couple months where I'm like, but what about this? You said this and you did this and like, this was your piece. And that person wasn't owning their stuff. And one day I realized I can't wait for them to own their stuff for me to get closure. Like they may never. And that's not my path. That is not my journey. That's their journey. Right. And whether or not they own their stuff, that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with them. And I realized what I really wanted more than anything was to be seen and heard and understood. And I wasn't getting any of that. And if that's what I was waiting for to get closure, I was never going to get it. Well, and I mean, so just to, to piggyback on that point, and yeah. I know your I know your former partner. I think the world of him. I think he's a great person. Yeah. But if those were things that he wasn't able to provide within the relationship, it's somewhat <laughs> unfair. 
unrealistic to expect that out once the relationship has ended. I want to say, I want to say, I want to say unrealistic because unfair seems a little bit negative towards me, right. but I feel oh, like, oh, yes, yeah. no, a hundred percent. That is what I came to. I'm like, well, if he didn't give me that when we were dating, why would he give me that now? And also right. it's not my responsibility to force that out of him. Like he's going to see what he's going to see. And that's fine. Like that's his, and I'm not being rude at all. I'm like, great, go like, you know, do your thing. Like that can't be my journey to like push you to do that. And so, yeah, you're right. It's un, it's been unrealistic of me to expect that. And that's what I've been striving for. So I let that go and I just like want the best for him and I want him to be happy and I want me to be happy. I want me to be happy. I want you to be happy. <laughs> so, okay. That was really like a big one, but I just needed to talk about that because it's been, it's been a big piece of this healing process for me. Good. Well, I'm glad you're going through a healing process. It's yeah. Important. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So a few more of these, um, which these aren't really like rocket science, but I'll focus on bettering myself for my own sake. You know, mm -hmm. like it's basically like if you if you want to make court resolutions, like if you want to lose weight, do it because it's good for your health, not because you're looking for someone to validate you physically. Or, you know, if you want to take on a new hobby, do it because it's something that truly interests you, not because you think it's going to make you look cool or good for someone else. Um, so, you know, it's like mm -hmm. it's. And it's this article says it's okay to be selfish. I don't think it's selfish at all to take care of yourself. I think it's super healthy. But it's basically saying do it for yourself and not just to win favor with someone else. Um, and then it's talking about like, tr you know, trying things more often that you've always wanted to do. This is a good one. Stop being afraid to do things by yourself. I think a lot okay. of a lot of people, and I'm going to say a lot of women, but a lot of people are, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but they feel weird doing things alone. And I agree with you. I agree with you. I think people do struggle with, I would love to do this, but I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, maybe I err on the other side. Like, I feel like I do a lot by myself, like maybe too much by myself. Um, and there are times when I get a little bit lonely and it, yeah certain things are more fun with other people but bottom line is like if you want to do something and there's nobody that can do it with you go do it with yourself date yourself and you know what is interesting about that is i used to be one of those people who had a hard time doing like i wouldn't go out to eat at a restaurant by my, i'd drive through somewhere or i'd get takeout mm. but going to a restaurant by myself but then i started traveling for work and mm. I had to go out to dinner and I was often by myself. So that sort of forced me to get over that hurdle. And now I'm like, you know what? Today I really want sushi and I want it from this place. And I'm going to go to that restaurant and I'm going to get it. And sometimes I do bring it home because I just want to take my bra off and sit in the <laughs> and eat right. sushi and watch TV. But sometimes I want to sit in the restaurant and have a drink and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with it. And the other thing that I think is interesting on that is a lot of people are like, are so uncomfortable with the idea of going to a movie by yourself. But I'm like, why would that make you uncomfortable? Why? You talk during the movie anyway. No. So go and see you're in the, the dark. You want to see, <laughs> go see the movie you want to see. Yeah. Go sit by yourself. And if no one else yeah. is available, it's not like you and your friends can talk during the movie anyway. So just right, like, right. 
but it has taken me a large number of years to get to a point where I can feel comfortable doing that. So I can appreciate and okay. respect other people not being comfortable. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. That was a nice little purple. Um, it just surprised me. Caught me off guard. But, but I, I appreciate that some people are really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. I also am grateful that I overcame that level of of discomfort because I enjoy now, you know, some, some of my friends or some, you know, my kids don't want to go get sushi with me or they don't want to go, you know, to whatever random place that I want to go. Okay, great. So that's where I'm going. You're welcome to see me or not, but this is what I'm doing because this is what I want to do. I love that. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought you would. Cause I remember talking about that with you. Um, uh, here's one, uh, this kind of goes along with the last, well, the one that I was talking about in depth, but I'll stop holding on to things that aren't working. And again, that's something that I've made such a strong point about, you know, just really kind of dealing with like, this isn't working. What am I holding on to? Why am I holding on to it? But it's talking about not only romantic relationships, but like friendships, or even family members. Now, I know there's a ton of controversy around this, but there are some times, and I know some of our beat heads are going to resonate with this because I know some of you out there personally, and I know exactly how you're feeling about this. Sometimes you have family members that aren't bringing anything to your life, and they're toxic. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop loving them, but maybe it's just time to put boundaries up and walk away and stop trying so damn hard to forge this relationship that's not going to happen. So if it's not working for you, let it go. And I think relationships are key in that. And there are other things outside of relationships that that applies to as well. So I like that one. For sure. For sure. Um, if something's not working for you, look at it, ask yourself, can I make changes? Can I walk away? And if you can do it, um, I'll stop comparing myself to others, you know, and this is a big one, especially when you're single and you're on social media and you're seeing all the families and all the cute little couples and you're seeing all the stuff they're doing and you've got major follow. I get it. But don't do this. Well, and for me, I do that. I'm so guilty of that in, <laughs> in not necessarily a social media sense or a, but just mm. in a, because I've been single for so long and then mm. I see. Well, all your friends who, are all your couple friends, right? Like, well, or like it? I see, I have a, I have a friend who relatively new friend who I just adore and she recently broke up with her partner of the last several years and got back into the dating world and God bless her. She met a great guy right away. And what? not that I was, not that I'm jealous of that, but I just kind of sit back and go, how, what about her is yeah. different and or yeah. better than what right. about me that makes her like, like, and, and again, I think partly I'm in, I'm coming out of it a little bit, but the holidays, as we talked about really hard time it's, to be single. It was and tough. And so I feel like that's an area where I often, and I used her as an example. It's not just her that, that this has, where this has hit me, but I go through that frequently. And so that is a big challenge. Like I wrote, that's another thing I just doodled down on my, on my notepad because how does one stop doing that? 
how do you, like, other than getting major psychiatric help, like, how does somebody stop doing that? <laughs> well, and I don't know if it's that you ever stop doing it, but I think one thing that's important to realize that I have to remind myself, because I do it, like, I don't compare myself to other women. Like, I'm not like, oh, I wish I was as pretty as her or as thin as her. Like, I don't do that. But I, I will say that I do the same thing as you. Like, I'll look at couples that I know, or I'll look at someone who just like met a great guy. And I'm like, how, like, what? Like, I'm fucking awesome. And like, yeah, I can meet people, but how come that, like, I can't meet that person who's like, <laughs> like madly in love with me and like wants to stay with me. And I don't know, like I do that it's too. That, it's that why not me, right? And it's the why not by, me. And by nature, that is a question of comparison. So to stop right. comparing myself to others, that's basically asking me to completely change my emotional like platform Structure. and I don't I don't know how one does that well again I, I here's where I go with it when that starts to happen to me I take a deep breath and I'm like okay Dion you you're not seeing everything you're you're only seeing this one piece of it and like I said like if it's on social media of course they're only showing their best side but even if I'm spending time with a couple okay like the couple that we were just with for our last podcast <laughs> that we will be with again. Like, I'm like, love the fuck out of them. And also relationship goals. And also screw you guys because you're perfect. <laughs> but no, but they're not. Okay. <laughs> and we love you guys. But you know what I mean? But they're not perfect. And so I have to remind myself, they've probably been through so much stuff that we don't know about. Like there's no perfect out there. Um. And I just, I don't know. I just remind myself of all the things that I do have. <laughs> and I think that's good. So one of the things. I don't this know. Is, this is super cheesy. And, okay. And well, I don't, it's super, you know, I take that back. This is just what mm. it is. I, mm. some of the, the self guidance type reading that right. I do or listening and whatever that I do, I have become a huge fan of Gabby Bernstein and mm. One of the things that she talks about is, um, and she's not the only one that talks about it, but I like the way she puts it. And it has to do with when you recognize, so we're talking right now about not comparing yourself, yourself to others. And one of the things that she sort of challenges her followers to do is when those moments come up that where something like that would happen, to stop, step back and look at the way you're feeling sort of with a curious mind and say, mm -hmm. why do I feel this way? Why am I coming at this from this place? What is it that's making me feel this way? And then mm. sit with it for a little bit and see if you mm. can move through it. And if not, okay, well, what am I stuck on? And so that's, I guess, the mm. goal that I have is mm -hmm. when feelings like this pop up to just sit back and take some time with it and be curious about it and see, maybe that's the key to yeah. being able to not do it anymore. Right. Although I don't think no, that's realistic that. to completely stop doing it. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone's ever going to completely stop doing it ever, ever. But to catch yourself in the moment and, yeah. and grow through it. Right. Right. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does. It's like, I mean, I think you and I, because of our makeup, like we're cancers, we're just like very emotional people we're always going to struggle a little bit harder than other people do with certain emotions. Um, and so I know for me, like not necessarily in this realm, but it kind of goes along with what you're saying. 
when I'm like through this breakup the last few months has been, I've had some super rough moments. Um, even though we've sure. been here before he and I like, this is, I don't know. It's, it's a little different. Um, somehow. And I've had some really rough times. And what I've done is very much like you were saying, sometimes I just stop whatever I'm doing. I'm like, what am I feeling? I like, just really look at it. Why am I feeling this way? What's causing this? Um, and I don't, I don't try to change the feeling because I feel like that's, first of all, it's just pointless to try to change how you feel. But I just, I witness it, like you were saying from curiosity. And I ask myself on a scale of one to 10, where am I right now? As far as like one feeling the worst, 10 feeling the best. And usually I'm, you know, at that point, I'm like a, between a four and a six somewhere. And I'm like, well, okay, then you've still got a long way to go. <laughs> but no, it, it helps me feel better. Like, okay, at least I'm not a zero. Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. But I just, I witness what, what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it. Does it mean that I can change it or that I am not going to feel that way in the future? No, but at least in that moment, like exactly like you're saying, like, I'm just being curious about it. And I think that's the best we can do sometimes. And sometimes it's just, I I think the challenge in that is recognizing the moment because emotions will take over your sort of uh, cognitive brain, right? Yeah. Yeah, they take over. And and so just to reclaim logic for a moment and go, okay, well, wait a minute. What are we feeling here? It requires sort of all of you to work together. Head and heart Mm -hmm. have to be like, hey, let's, let's figure this out together. Not the vagina, though. The vagina is not on board with this. The vagina is not part of this equation. <laughs> um, okay, so you'll like this one. Another goal, let's say, improving your bedroom skills. Now, oh. what I what no, no. What I love about this is it's not talking about focusing on other people. It's talking about what you like in the bedroom. Focusing on yourself. Focusing on your body. Focusing on what works for you. Now, I know you and I probably are really good at that. I think we probably know what's good for us, but maybe we're not, maybe don't. And maybe it's time to just focus on our own beautiful selves. So obviously I like that one. I would say one of the challenges I think particularly in a new relationship is communicating that to a new partner, but that might be a topic for a whole other episode. I think that's a great episode honestly like i think that'd be a really whole yeah and yes i have thoughts on that let's just table that for a future episode but i i think yeah i definitely i'm old enough and and experienced enough to know what what is successful for me Mm -hmm. but but maybe take more time to enjoy that jackie I don't know how much more time one can take for that, but okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And the <laughs> and here's another one that I love. Um, learning how to be more honest with yourself and other people. Now, again, is talking specifically within the realm of relationships. So, and we've we've definitely touched on this many times, but if you're on a date and you're not feeling it, just let that person know. Like, don't make excuses, don't say, oh yeah, let, let great. Let's hang out again. Or certainly, certainly, certainly don't ghost them. Um, or if something is happening in a new relationship, that's not working for you. Don't feel like you can't say something because, oh no, I've got this person now and I don't want to go back to being alone. 
Like learn how to be okay. completely honest and direct. What do you think about that, Jack A? So I think that harkens back to a recent episode about mm -hmm. vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, I said this in, well, the episode that, that hasn't been aired, but I did, because we, we, we kind of brought up the topic of dating resolutions when we mm. first were mm. talking, when, when we recorded this episode. And I think one of the ones that I commented on for myself was to try and be more vulnerable mm -hmm. because when we did the mm -hmm. whole vulnerability episode, you may recall that I was incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable with, <laughs> oh, I just made her spit champagne out her nose. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not I laughing have, at you. I'm laughing with you. I have a certain level of discomfort <laughs> with being vulnerable, especially early on in a relationship until I feel safe and secure and confident that the relationship isn't the person mm -hmm. is going to walk away. So for me, mm -hmm. working on vulnerability is absolutely, if I had goals around dating, that's near the very top of my list. And so I think it's just different words for kind of the same concept, but absolutely, yeah, exactly. I think that's an important one. <laughs> I knew you'd resonate with that one. Um, so are there any other, like that was kind of like, I felt like that article kind of encompassed a lot of the, the quote resolutions and relationships. Is there anything else that you can think of? Yeah, I did read a few articles and I kind of got, I think you have rubbed off, rubbed off on me, Dion, in oh. the sense that I had, until I, we started doing this podcast, I'd never heard of anyone really resisting the word should like you do. And ever <laughs> since you said that, that's kind of always been in my brain. Like, yeah, who the fuck are you to say that I should yes! or shouldn't do something, right? Yes, and, and, don't should all over me. And I, now that I'm aware of that, I try to be really careful about not telling other people when we're having a conversation. If someone asks me for advice, I'll give them my advice, but not telling them what someone should do. Be, just yes. because of my opinion. So that is something that I have that. that has really resonated with me that I completely um, credit to you because I had not ever really heard it <laughs> in the way that I, I did until you said it. Thank you. So, so all of that is kind of color for the fact that when I did go online and try to research this topic, I mm -hmm. found a lot of articles similar to the one that you had. And mm -hmm. there, this one had seven new dating resolutions right. and, and right. 13, you know, relationship resolutions. And like, and I was like, I don't want someone else to tell me what my relationship, <laughs> what my, what my right. goals should right. be. Right. And right. that's what Good. it felt like. But I All did right. look at a couple and I wrote down a couple of ideas that resonated with me from a couple of different. Right. Articles. That's what I wanted to hear. And um, one of them was not ghosting. And I think, I mean, it's hard because I'm not really doing online dating. So I don't have as many opportunities to just ghost people. But I know in the past I have been guilty of that. And I know how much it sucks when people do it to me. So I just kind of jotted that down as eh, something to keep in mind. Another one that really hit me in the, in the gut, like, because red flags, right? Like we did a whole topic, a whole episode about red flags and mm -hmm. not ignoring them. And I, mm. I have to be honest with myself and say, sometimes the allure of having someone in my life is so compelling that I am willing to overlook certain red flags. And so 
I that one really hit me. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that one. No, I I mean, I think I I've seen a lot recently about red flags and have thought a lot about red flags and have definitely been guilty of ignoring many red flags. Um, I don't know if that's something that will end anytime soon, but I'm much more aware of it for sure. Okay. This one hit, this is another one where I struggle Mm. that a goal is to know what you deserve. And I think sometimes those of us who maybe struggle in the self-confidence department in the, you know, it's easy to think I'm going to just anyone, anyone who's close to anything on my list, I'll, I'll accept. And I think I'm getting better at this. And I have friends who yell at me all the time about, (laughs) about this very topic, but it is something that I work on for myself. And I think it's something to really continue to work on in 20, I'm getting better. And I think there's still room to grow. So I wrote that one down. Um, can I just, go ahead. Yeah, chime in. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I, part of my work over this last couple months has been saying that to myself too. Like, what do I deserve? Why am I accepting less than what I deserve? Um, and I literally wrote in my journal and I'm reading it right now. It's starred. My needs are important and deserve to be met. I will not settle and I will learn to ask for what I need. Now, I think I'm pretty good at asking for what I need, but I also think I'm, I don't like conflict. So I will tend to be like, oh, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm just like, no, no. And I also wrote some very specific, very specific things. I deserve someone who chooses to see the best in me, who chooses to see the best in me. Because sometimes it's a choice. When you're angry at someone, when someone's hurt you, you have to choose to see the best in that person and say, okay, what do I know about this person? Yes, this person's being hurtful in the moment. They said something that triggered me, but I'm going to choose to see the best in this person. I want someone who chooses to give me the benefit of the doubt. That's a big one for me. Okay. I know you and I have talked about the fact that you have not had a lot of conflict in your relationships um, recently since your marriage. Correct. Yes. I have. Correct. And one thing I've realized is that something that was difficult for me in my last relationship was that when there was conflict we this, my ex and I think very differently. You cannot understand where someone's coming from and still choose to give them the benefit of the doubt. You can hear what they're saying and not understand it because you're not, you don't think the same way they do. And you can choose to give them the benefit of the doubt that they, does that make sense at all? Oh, a hundred percent. I completely, I completely get that. And I want that. I deserve to be with someone who, even when they don't understand where I'm coming from, will choose to give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm coming from a place of love and not that I'm trying to hurt them. That is what I deserve. Well, I'm saying these things out loud. I know. Well, and, Mm -hmm. and what's funny is I have this route that I take when I take my son to school and I'm coming home. It's a little, he goes to school out of 
out of district from where we live now. And so it's a, typically somewhat of a long drive. And often to avoid traffic, I'll come home kind of through this small town. And on the side of one of the buildings, every time I make this drive, it strikes me is the word. It's just this big word painted on the side of a building. Okay. Worthy. Mm. And every time I see it, I go, damn right. That is damn right. And it's such a reminder because I think in the past, this is my work. This is where I I am growing Mm. and Mm. and whatever, is I haven't always believed that about myself. And I'm getting there. But seeing that word every day is just that sort of reminder, that mantra that, yep, damn right. You're worthy. Worthy. I Mm -hmm. love that word so much. And um, so when you talk about this idea of knowing what you deserve, it goes hand in hand with that concept of being worthy. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes. I love that. So, you know, that's that's awesome. I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. And the Mm -hmm. last one that I just sort of jotted down was trusting your gut. Which, you know, I have a whole theory. <laughs> the old but, but I, I do think I've been guilty in the past of ignoring my little gut. And I think that I've gotten much better at it over the last, the course of the last year, but I'm certainly not there yet. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good reminder to always check in. Check in with yeah. all of the pieces, all the things, yeah. head, heart, gut, vagina, check in with all of it frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. No, that's great. So yeah, that, you know, those are, those are some things that I think are worthy of being taken into the new year and deserve to be part of who we are in this 2023. So I know we've kind of eschewed the, the concept, the word resolution, Mm. But I kind of want to go back to it for just a second because I wrote down a couple of questions that I I thought this would be an interesting thing to sort of just for you and me to talk about. So when it comes to these things that we're talking about, relationship goals or hopes or resolutions, whatever you want to call them, is it about breaking old habits or is it about building new ones? Is it a combination of both? What do you think on that? My gut reaction straight out of the gate would be, (laughs) it's a combination of both. I feel like we all have bad habits. Um, I don't know the the word bad. That's maybe that's, that's overstating it. Um, We all have things that, like I was saying earlier, things that haven't been working so well for us. So habits that we've just fallen into that maybe have not been the healthiest. Um, So it's always a good idea to look at those and say, if this hasn't, as Dr. Phil would have said back in the day, is it working for you? Well, if it's not, then break it, move on. Um, so yeah, it's part of, partly that. And probably more than that is building healthier habits in the future, but a little bit of both. I agree. I agree. You know, it's, it's that concept of letting go of those things that are no longer serving us serving. Mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. never have served never. us. <laughs> Right. And and working toward creating 
healthier patterns, patterns that do service in a better way. And whether that's a relationship-based thing or whether that's a health-based thing or whether it's financial or whether it's, I mean, whatever, then mm. those are the, the, I think those are the targets. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Just I love reading that. through the different things that I did skim over and see and read about mm -hmm. and, and thinking a lot of it was just, well, you should do this. You should. And, and I'm like, okay, but right. what does that really mean? So, <laughs> little notes to myself as, as I was going through, like, well, what are we talking about here? So because I don't like the word resolutions, I started kind of coming up with alternatives to resolutions that you could do. Um, okay. So some things that I was thinking about. So when you're looking into the next year, and like I said before, I like to look at what worked in the in the last year and what didn't work and, you know, do more of what did and less of what didn't. But how about this? How about creating a list of things that you're looking forward to this year? I Ooh. love that. I love that. Look at you being so such the optimist. I love this. <laughs> well, and I am an optimist, except for when it comes to relationships, but I'm trying, I'm trying to be better. I'm like, I really feel like I'm in a better space this year where I'm like, Good. yeah, bring it on, bring it on, bring that love forward to me. Okay. I'm a absolutely, absolutely overdone now, but no. So, but just, but I mean, not even in relationships, but like, what are you looking forward to this year, Jackie? I know, I know one thing that we're both looking forward to is our friend Rachel's wedding that's gonna be Rachel's super fun wedding is very much um at the at the top of that list i have to say my daughter's wedding somewhat oh. supersedes rachel's sorry no offense i was just thinking you, of you Rachel, i love me. you but yeah um wait but your daughter's getting but, married i mean look your daughter's wedding that's something you look forward to oh yeah oh i absolutely have have i am an optimist at the very core i can be looking forward to the fact that you know, I, I'm super optimistic. So I never really struggle in that way to find things to look forward to this year. I well, definitely have some big things and, and those yeah. weddings are right at the top of the list. I love, love, I love seeing love celebrated and, <laughs> and I can't wait to see both of those weddings come to completion. But, um, yeah, I, but I don't, these are just I some things that you can, that. But not necessarily you, just I'm thinking of our, our listeners in general. Like if you don't like sure. resolutions, like how do you start the new year off in a more positive vein? Like that's one way to do it. Like think about the things you're looking forward to. Or, you know, sometimes people, I, I was, I read this article, I don't know, it's called Daring to Live Fully, um, daringtolivefully.com. But, and I thought it was Brene Brown for a second, but it's not someone different. Because that but sounds like daring greatly, doesn't it, it? totally does. But then like something else, which I had never thought of, was like take on a 365 day project. So think of something you want to do and break it down into daily pieces and do a little bit of it every day. Like take a picture every day, um, you know, write, like if you're a writer and you're struggling, like write 10 pages every day, um, you know, try just whatever you're wanting to do. Like if you want to start, if you want to run a marathon, start slow, start you know, running around the block every day or just something that you're doing on a daily basis just to kind of bring you closer to your goals. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, that's another way to look at the new year without having a quote resolution. Or here's a fun one. Create a bucket list for the year. 
What are the things that oh. you really would love to do this year? You may not do them all, but what are some fun things that you'd love to do this year? Have you ever like have you thought that. about that? I've not thought about that because I think about a bucket list as end of life. Like, oh my God, I, <laughs> no, I must it's... do these things. And so I haven't thought no, about a smaller yeah. bucket that's just <laughs> this year. That's interesting. I'd have to, I would give, I will stop and give yeah. that some thought. Like, what are some things that I want to, uh, to uh, do or enjoy or experience this year? Yeah. So just some, like that. some alternatives, just a few fun, positive alternatives to resolutions in a traditional sense. Okay. So I have one more question for you. Okay. And you might need to think about this. Okay. What is Jackie's word for 2023? I feel like I already said it. It just resonates with me so much, but I think the word for the year is worthy. Okay. That's it. I love that. I like that word. I also have always loved the word fierce, but I don't think that's just for this year. That word is kind of for everything. Mm. What about you? What's your word for the year? I think I wrote down several, but I think of all the ones I have, I'm going to say joyful. I'm Ooh, I like going that. to be joyful. Just whatever that means. Um, usually it's gratitude because I just always want to be grateful no matter the circumstances, but this year it's going to be joyful. I am going to find joy in everything. Wow, I'm I really love awesome. that. <laughs> ask love me in that. a couple weeks, but <laughs> ask me next podcast how I'm doing with that. But right now that's where I am. <laughs> so how do you remind yourself throughout the course of the year of that word? Um, in a way well, that do... you will actually see. I do have a gratitude journal that I've had for years and years that I don't write in every single day, but I try to really stay in a positive mindset by like writing a few things every day that I'm grateful for most days that I'm grateful for. So that helps a lot. Um, and just like noticing the little things like yesterday I got up before the sun came up and I sat on my couch and my view is insane. I look out at the Seattle skyline with the Space Needle and I watched the sun come up over the Space Needle. And I have to tell you, it was stunning and gorgeous. And I just sat on my couch and drank my coffee and watched the sun come up and it was everything. Uh, I think and you I took shared a, a photo of yeah. that. It was gorgeous. Oh it's gorgeous. And so it's the little things like it's, the sun comes up every day, but I don't always notice it. So yesterday I decided to specifically notice it. And I also had a really good night's sleep. So that helped. That does <laughs> so, make know. a difference, Just right? Staying healthy, you know, body and mind. And um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I am, Jackie. Anything else to, I to add? I love any, that. Any takeaways? Takeaways. Let's do that. Um, Gosh, I feel like. Again, this is one of those podcasts where we went deep. So I feel like so much of it is already <laughs> I know. so takeaway. much of it. But I think I think it's been a great conversation for me because it it has forced me to think about, talk about, acknowledge things that are always kind of there in the back of my mind, but I don't always yeah. give them time, right? With mm. give them attention. And is, yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me is remembering what is important to me, 
what I want in my life and making sure that whatever, whatever action I take, whatever steps I take in the next year, that they are steps that take me toward what I want and not in the wrong direction. Hmm. That's really articulate. That was, that was amazing. I don't know that I can even add to that. It was, yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, I feel like, again, this has been really on my mind. Um, I've just been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of journaling. Oh, and side note, the full moon in January was in cancer, by the way. So you and I had lots of emotions to process. That explains um, a thing or two, but yes. Oh my God. I definitely, like my, I definitely was struck by the full moon this year. Like I was a month, fucking like, mess. Oh, I was a this wreck. might explain. <laughs> I'm looking at the moon yes. going, I know yes. what you did. I know what you did. <laughs> I am not even kidding. It was, I was having like, I feel like I broke open several times. I just oh, broke good. open and then put myself back together. And so I feel like it was the start of a new year. So like, I feel like I'm being so woo-woo right now. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I'm just, Don't yeah, apologize. I'm, I'm in a good space. And I'm so, so happy to hear that. <laughs> right. And for no reason, except that, I don't know. I just feel optimistic, Jackie. It's you, it's you rubbing off on me. So thank you. Uh, well, we're, we're a team. You know what? We, know. we get better together and not that optimism is better than anything else, <laughs> but it's, it's the well, state that I choose to live in. I mean, uh, there's a fine line between optimism and denial. And as long as you're on the optimistic side of it, I think you're good. So I think you're there. I probably teeter into denial every now and then, but I like to bring myself back to optimism when that happens. That curious mind thing and going, what are we doing over here? And then tiptoeing through the tulips. Oh, yeah, that's not very realistic. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I think we've said a lot about this topic. I appreciate you indulging me in this. I felt like I needed to talk a lot about this, and I – appreciate it. Oh, it's a great topic. I thought this was a, a really good conversation. It was really helpful. I hope listeners that something I in this so. resonated with you. And if you have thoughts to share about what's important to you this year, what you want to accomplish, if there's something that you feel like is a aha moment that you think other people would resonate with, share it with us. Slide into our DMs, y'all. And we will um, share that out if you want us to, or we'll just keep it for ourselves. But we want to hear from you guys. What, yeah. What's, what's on your mind for this year? Yeah, let us know. Like, Yeah. Or whenever right. you're listening to this. Because some of our listeners do come to this <laughs> in like, April or August. And, and if, if at that time you're listening to it and something resonates with you, hit us up then. We'd love to hear from you. Slide on in, kids. We're here. All right. right. All right. Well, Dion, thank <laughs> well, have- you. This was a good conversation. All right. Thank you, Jackie. And hopefully next time we'll be back in person again. But it was nice to see your face. Cheers yes. to you. Oh, think. cheers. My glass is a little empty. There's some, Me, some Mine too. That's here. okay. <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll be back soon. Um, Enjoy the rest of the month, and we'll see you soon. Yes, we'll see you soon. Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye.